0: Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the
1: low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere.
0: 800 That's 800-754-4531. Because no one ever said life is fair. Here is Foul Territory with Jeff and Jen on Sports Overnight America.
2: Hello everyone, good evening and welcome. It
0: is Sports
2: Overnight America, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Jeff Rich with you from Phoenix, Arizona. Jen Rich uh, should join us at some point in the program here. Listen, we've got... uh, I'll 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 tell you, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Uh, World Cup time every four years. It's just... I get... How annoying, like, the beginning of football season is to the non sports fan, uh, how the craziness of March madness becomes, you know. And, and I totally understand the perspective of the people that are not into it. Like, they'll, they, you know, oftentimes it's the ladies. Some guys, you know, don't care for football very much. And Super Bowl Sunday, you know, is the day that, uh, You know, they get together and do things that's not not being part of, uh, you know, the commercialism of uh, of the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's how I feel about the World Cup. And you know, I I know that the tournament will continue. Fox will continue to broadcast it, with or without U.S. participation. Uh, however, you know, they they caught a break by, from what I understand, I don't follow sport very closely, but uh, the Americans caught a break by playing to a draw with. England after playing to a draw with Wales and uh, all they needed. I I think that it was a one nothing game. I I don't even know the score. Uh, All I know is that the uh, cuttery groundhog saw his shadow. Six more weeks of American soccer. They won't stop talking about it. Uh, On the other side, we'll go over some headlines. I am Jeff Rich. This is Sports Overnight America. You're listening to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back.
3: This report is sponsored by Meta. This holiday season, Meta is excited to announce new ways to make a difference. When you sign up to donate monthly to a nonprofit on Facebook, Meta will match your donation after the second month. Meta will match up to $7 million in total across all organizations in celebration of giving season. In addition to connecting with nonprofits, people use Meta's platforms every day to connect with individuals, groups, and businesses. Also, this holiday season, Upworthy is inviting people to share their most extraordinary stories of connection on Meta's products, like Instagram, Facebook, whatsapp and more submissions can be about experiencing a random act of kindness finding your chosen family or coming together with like-minded people to do something you never thought would be possible upworthy may highlight select stories the holidays are about giving back and a small connection you make online could make a huge difference in the world meta is looking forward to helping connect people this holiday season and beyond by making the ordinary feel extraordinary for more information visit facebook.com upworthy or instagram.com upworthy
0: She's flipping the script. Yeah. It's time for her to ask the questions. Here's
1: Jen Rich with today's headlines.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Jen Rich with you from Phoenix. Jeff Rich is here with me. When you are not listening to us live, make sure you get us on the social medias at What's Up Riches, at Jeff Rich Talks, at A Girl of Many Hats. And, of course, don't forget the Sports Byline Network at Sports Byline USA. This is the part of the evening where Jeff and I reel it in a little bit and talk about things that are happening in the world of sports. It's kind of the serious part of the show. But by the way, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay.
2: That's good. That's good. I appreciate hey. you popping in here to uh, get us get everybody
4: through the Tuesday's headlines. We've been sick for like a week and a half. Oh yeah, we're we're trudging through. And it's been weird. It's not like we have a fever, we're not like hacking. We just like Don't feel good.
2: We've turned into the cats. We're uh, very lethargic.
4: Yeah, we spend a lot of our time just kind of laying around in snuggly blankets, making whimpery sounds. Yeah, well, that's what we spend all of our Amazon gift cards on, apparently. Yeah. So some stuff happened in soccer. Okay. Yeah, so Yahoo's reporting Christian... I'm probably not going to say this right. Pulisic's yep. heroic goal down Iran propelled a United States men's national team. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Um, I
3: don't, yeah, you partic- got it.
4: <laughs> I'm like, I don't even participate in any of this. I'm glad I got that right. So they're going into round 16. We're going into the grueling 16th round of this, uh, whatever soccer football fest we're having.
2: Uh, the round of 16, um,
4: yeah, apparently they scored. I, I thought that the only chance of... So we, like, start at round one and we go up to 16? Or have we been playing and we're now at 16 and we have to get to one?
2: See, what I was thinking was that it was at 64 and they just advanced to the round of 32. But Yahoo, you know, let's make sure, let's make sure that I'm not uh, typoing things here. But I believe it was Yahoo that did say... Round of sixteen, and I would have previously believed round of thirty-two. So we're gonna say, we're gonna see who's right and who's wrong here. But let, let me tell you, I'm just disappointed that it continues in the United States because all of that you know enthusiasm for the game of soccer would die down a little bit, and I wouldn't have to uh, hear much more about it. Yeah, no, uh, Yahoo saying round of sixteen, uh, so. Uh, apparently there are only 15 teams left that, uh, can get in the way of the United States in winning this tournament. I'm not sure that that's ever happened and I'm not, uh, motivated enough about the sport to look it up. How much time do we just spend? on? Did we just spend a whole two minutes on soccer? We might've. Oh, I dear. think we
4: said the word soccer or football more than we actually talked about soccer or football. Though.
2: Well, the the uh, Pulisic's been like the great white hope for, you know, going back to the last World Cup four years ago. Uh, and, and, you know, apparently he's kind of lived up uh, to the hype. He's the star of that team. And I guess uh, the cost of. Scoring that goal uh again, I haven't watched video or anything uh was a knee to the groin, so uh, I took it in the family jewel for you know the sake of the red, white, and blue but uh you know we've talked about it before i i I'm not obligated you no know, much like uh, you know people back here on the home front weren't obligated to uh support the war or even support the troops fighting in it. And I feel that I'm under no obligation to root for the United States in any type of international competition, uh, you know, up to including the World Baseball Classic. I'll tell you that probably most of my favorite players in baseball play on the Dominican team. Yeah. But that that doesn't mean I'm rooting for the Dominican either. I I just the uh, international competition. Once you took the amateurism out of it, uh, it it largely lost its uh, purpose for me. And that that includes in soccer because I did watch the World Cup in 1994. Didn't like
4: soccer then either. (laughs) All right. So ESPN is reporting that some women who settled lawsuits versus Deshaun Watson, who will be making his return to the NFL this weekend in Texas, um, will be attending said game. All right. All
2: right. So uh, this, uh, this one I read earlier that, uh, today and
4: immediately thought you were reading something from the onion.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a good way to put it. Onion Babylon, B, anything like that. <sighs> Sigh. <clears throat> uh, it shoots down all credit. It shoots out a lot of credibility. I, I'm not, uh, this does it, uh, you know, default me into Deshaun Watson. Didn't do anything wrong. Right? Cause that, that couldn't be further from the truth. If you like getting jizzed on in your workplace, maybe you uh, you see this uh, a little bit differently than I do. But even with everything that Deshaun Watson disputes and he largely disputes that uh, he has any criminal liability in this. And the grand jury, uh, you know, went along with that to a certain degree enough to not even indict him. But, you know, he's a creep. He's a creep. If he's a you know, he's this millionaire that, you know. I, I I don't know if he'd be considered handsome or not, but uh you know, he's this this millionaire athlete, you know, the world is his oyster, and he's using Instagram uh, you know, masseuses to set up sex work and oh, sigh, sigh. you know, and then you've got these cases settled. Uh you know, Deshaun Watson wears the guilt and you give him this ammunition by putting on this publicity stunt, uh, you know, All uh, not on the women. I mean, the women that are attending, it's a little bit strange. Why would you want to go watch? Yeah, your... like, are
4: you hoping he sees your face in the stand and has a moment of reflection? Are you hoping he gets injured and you want to be there in person to see it? I, I, I don't get it. I, I
2: It's messed up. It's messed up. And for the first time, really, I'm looking at <sighs> – I look at the possibility that this is kind of a hoax, but there's just too much that's been conceded. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so awkward, uh, debut for Deshaun Watson going back to the team that, uh, desperately wanted to get rid of him to the point that they kept him on the payroll for the entire 2021 season. And, uh, basically just said, we'll pay you, but, uh, please stay the heck away. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be awkward, especially if he's successful, if he loses, you know, if, if they play at the same pace uh, that they have played, which is, you know, winning four out of their first 11 games they're you know, that's one or two out of the remaining six games that they play. Uh, it's going to get awkward though. If, uh, If he's successful enough to make the team successful. I mean, I think that they have to win you know, they're they're four and seven. They basically have to go ten and seven to have a real puncher's chance
4: at the This literally uh, sounds like an event that was put together by TMZ. Like we have the accusers. We have the Accusi in an event that could only be held in a place as large as Texas.
2: I think this was inspired by the stupid crossover uh, you know, Sunday Ticket uh, Housewives uh, commercial that DirecTV's been running. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I really do. I think that this is, uh, you know, this is one of those events. I don't know if they're going to wear T-shirts, hold signs. Uh, I, I really uh, can't imagine the sideshow that's going to be created. But uh, the fact that this guy is basically paying the faction, the, the organization, the business in the NFL by buying tickets for, you know, for that very team that was complicit in booking the massages for him. Uh, it just it just all seems backwards. We have time for one more.
4: All right. So Colts, Jeff Saturday says he wishes he had used that late time out.
2: Of course he does. You know, I think that the postgame uh, news conferences, uh, those are always going to be catchy moments because you've got, you know, both for the athletes and the coaches, because you've got them all fired up from the game. And, you know, Jeff Saturday, you know, can't doubt himself. 20 minutes after the game. You know, we were watching that uh, Yellowstone where, you know, spoiler alert, by the way, this is like current season stuff, uh, it, you know, where Kevin Costner's character talks to the judge, you know, down into a, an extremely reduced sentence. And the judge tells him, hey, you know, wait until Friday to do that. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be on the record as, to, uh, you know, changing my own decision the next day. And I think it's it's just – uh one of uh, of those types of things. Uh, you know, you get the next day, you don't have to really own the feeling that you had in the moment. Uh, and, and these are novice mistakes. Jeff, Jeff Saturday has sat in the studio and criticized, uh, coaches for bad time management and what two, three games into his career. Uh, there you have it. Bad clock management. All right. Uh, time to throw to a break. Uh, You don't want to stick around for the college football playoff official rankings uh, conversation, do you, Jen? Yeah. All right. This is where we part you adieu. Uh, We will catch you again later in the week. I'm Jeff Rich. This is Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and I'll be right back.
1: the best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new, clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started
0: sponsored by specialty medical 800-913-9739 800-913-9739 800-913-9739 that's 800-913-9739
1: if you're taking a calcium supplement it's probably not doing what you think it is
0: Sports
2: Overnight America. Hey everybody, welcome back in. Yeah, Jeff Rich with you from Phoenix, Arizona. Flying solo for the rest of the hour here. And the one headline that uh, Jen did not get to: College Football Playoff Rankings. Colon. Michigan, comma, TCU. Move up as USC enters four-team field in new top 25. All right, so. Uh, basically here, here's my take on it. I, I you know, and I'm going to play it, uh, you know, I'm going to call it both ways. I'm going to call it like I do for the sec. You you play that sec championship. You have the best team in the sec emerging, uh, especially now that you've got a, you know, a little bit going on in the East, uh, you know, South Carolina, uh, has proven themselves, uh, to be a formidable opponent. Uh, you know, wins over, you know, Tennessee when you, you were putting them in the top five. And, uh, you know, I, again, you know, be, you know, being defeated by, you know, they they, t- they took down Tennessee and they took down Clemson. And Clemson was going to back into this playoff. And I'm a disappointed because I think that I'm pretty underwhelmed by Clemson this year. Which isn't to say that I'm overly sold on, UC, uh, on USC or TCU. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm all that sold on Michigan. This is just one of those years. It's one of those years that I think that I have to believe that there aren't there isn't a great team in college football. Uh, Georgia, really, until they lose, they get the benefit of the doubt. You know, so Georgia stays number one. I put Michigan at two. You know, it, it, especially if you give any credence to. Ohio State being a legitimate number three going into that game with the 11-0 record, they' beat at home. they beat them at home. You know they beat Ohio State at Ohio State. I think that gives Michigan plenty of cred. Now, they're not a conference uh, schedule. I don't recall it being anything, uh, you know, particularly scary. You know, and and that's the way it goes. You know, sometimes you got to wait to, you know, you got to wait until like late October for them to play a game outside the state of Michigan. Uh, Clemson's playing North Carolina in the ACC championship. I don't think there's a path back for them. So let's go over the rankings real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get right back into. Um, you know, what's going on this weekend on conference championship Saturday. So, um, you know, know, we we know what it is. It's Georgia, it's Michigan, it's TCU, and then it's USC at number four. And then, you know, you you think about who else has a chance to get it. I think Georgia loses the SEC championship game, you know, and – you know, LSU could give them a game. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, Georgia loses the SEC championship game. I, I'd make them the exception. You definitely want to put... You definitely want to put the uh, SEC champion into the playoff, but at this point, LSU's just got too many losses. There's There's no path for LSU from... 14 CC championship matters all that much. I think that the, you know, you look around and it's just, you know, what, what happens in the top four and let's say the Michigan loses. Let's say Michigan loses to Purdue. That's it's a really unlikely scenario. But the reality of it is that, you know, Michigan probably still goes with one loss because who else do you look at in that conference? Certainly not Purdue. And does Ohio State get to sit on the couch, watch Michigan lose the Big Ten championship and get the call themselves? I know that's happened before. I know that Penn State won the Of the Big Ten East and won the Big Ten championship game, but Ohio State still made you know still made the top four as an at-large bid. That might have been the year that they got drilled by uh, by Clemson out here in the Fiesta Bowl. But uh, you know, if I'm going to say that you shouldn't have two SEC teams in, like we've gotten Alabama and Georgia a couple times in this uh, four-team format. I, I gotta say it for Ohio State and Michigan. There, there's no way that I want Michigan to have to play Ohio State again after they already beat them on their home field last weekend. Last weekend. So you're gonna say eight days after forty five to twenty-three, you know, Michigan has a bad week in the conference championship game where Ohio State sits on the couch. Like, I, I don't buy that. But we're gonna uh we're gonna open ourselves up to uh quite a bit of chaos here if things don't go chalky. We've got uh, Kansas State at TCU on Saturday, that one at the Jerry Dome. You know, if TCU loses, are they out? Or, or do they, you know, do they survive? Do they, you know, does one loss keep them in? Is it the same thing that, you know, if Michigan loses to Purdue, you're not, not going to put Ohio State in, you're not going to put Purdue in. Kansas State doesn't have a path. How much chaos would you need for Kansas State? Who can who can lose? You know, you got one playing LSU. Okay, so they lose. They would have one loss, and they would be uh, – they wouldn't drop considerably for that because LSU was in the conversation until they got AM and m would last week. TCU loses. Hey, what's their strength of their one loss? You know, what's their schedule look like? How do you feel about TCU? They almost got beat by Baylor, but – Ohio State had it's you know had some scares this year, not not nearly as many as they had back in, you know 20 years ago uh, in their first championship run, the one with uh, Jim Tressel. Uh, Clemson's down to nine, so you know Michigan at two. Okay, so we'll say LSU wins the SEC championship, Purdue wins the Big Ten championship, uh, Utah beats uh, USC on Friday. Uh, that won a uh, 5 o'clock kick out, out west, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And TCU loses. So, you know, who's next? It's uh, it's Ohio State at 5. It's Alabama at 6. Oh, and boy, don't those TV networks just lick their chops at the thought of getting those two juggernauts in, especially if you boot TCU. Now, Georgia's a moneymaker. Ohio State's a moneymaker. Michigan's a moneymaker. USC's a moneymaker. maker. Your TCU's got Texas, but you, you know, I, I think that it's got to be Texas or it's got to be A and M for Texas to to really be the draw. I think TCU is kind of on an island uh, in this big football, you know, this big high school football state anyway. And uh, you know, USC, it's LA, and it's the Pac-12. It's you know, we're finally getting back into the act in the Pac-12. But you know, what happens? What happens next? What happens if? Ah, uh, there's chaos. Is there a path for Tennessee at seven? And there a better path for Tennessee, or shouldn't there be a better path for Tennessee than there is for Alabama, considering that they won ahead head-to-head, and it was by three points at the gun, at home, you know, uh, night game, you know, everything. Uh, stacked up perfectly Alabama was slumping a little bit Uh, they were limping into that game a little bit so uh, Tennessee and then Penn State at eight and Clemson at nine so uh, I think the most chaotic you could get I don't think I, I think Georgia slips between you know somewhere between two and four if they lose to LSU I, I think Michigan slips, but you know you can't put a one-loss Michigan team below a one-loss Ohio State team when you consider the head-to-head. Michigan's already won that semifinal. Michigan's already escaped the Big Ten East. They shouldn't see the Big Ten East again. That's why the games matter. That's why the results on the field have to matter, and it can't be who you believe is better. It has to, be, you know, it has to be based. On, on numbers, somehow, on game statistics, you know, you could do that in August. Who gives a damn what your, you know, week two poll says? After you know, twenty or your twenty-five teams are one uh, zero. You know, one of them had, you know, one of them is idle or one of them lost, but it was a good loss, so you keep them in the top twenty-five. And then you got four zero and zero teams uh, when you have a bunch of one and zero teams on the outside looking in. If the results matter, the one and 0 teams would be all that occupies the top 25, because, like I said, the games have to matter. You know, Georgia versus Tennessee, that has to matter. Georgia already beat Tennessee. Now, Georgia, Alabama poses a different question because they don't play each other in the crossover event, you know on an annual basis, like Alabama plays the, the vols and Georgia plays Auburn. So it's just kind of the luck of the draw, and I'd never see, we never really seem to draw Georgia, Alabama, and a part of that could be that we're just preserving that potential matchup for East versus West. Uh, but a funny thing happened to Alabama on the way to Atlanta, uh, you know, where they get clipped. I mean, it wasn't really on the way there, you know. They they won the Iron Bowl and everything, but I would say that, uh, you know, I want one team per conference. Uh, The ACC, you know, Clemson's played itself out. So the SEC, you have, you basically have Georgia. I'm going to say Georgia is the SEC team. I'm going to say the chalk holds up uh, in the Big Ten anyway, and Michigan's in, and they would presumably uh, be uh, number two. TCU's got Kansas State. You know, I don't really see them elevating themselves over Michigan or Georgia unless they lose, unless they lose. Uh, and I think that Michigan and Georgia are almost safe. They're all, they're almost immune. Now USC, USC presents a different uh, type of story because you're not going to put Utah in if they beat them. But you're, uh you know USC is very tempting to put in. But the results of the game have to matter. All right, uh, shout out to the troops listening on the American Forces Network. Jeff Rich with you on Sports Overnight America. This is Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back.
0: listen up guys are you
1: experiencing any of the following fatigue less drive poor performance if so you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the u.s today dealing with ed Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
0: 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334.
1: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline
0: now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Sports Overnight America from Phoenix with Jeff Rich.
2: Welcome back in, everyone. Thanks for staying up with me. Uh reminder I'm out at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you typically get me on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, you know, occasionally Wednesdays and Thursdays, not always. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, appreciate you hanging out once again. Uh, go, you know, going through it in college football, I, I, I think that the top four is going to remain the same. I think that there's a chance that USC gets upset, and then, uh, you know, you, you put. Ohio State in at four in that case, you know, assuming the other three are uh, still unbeaten, because I think that uh, you know that result, uh, you know, provided that one of those three don't lose, Ohio State's probably going to be regarded as uh, one of the top one-loss teams in the in the country. It's just it's just because the SEC lacks that suitor, that particular type of suitor, as does the rest of the country. You don't have two undefeated teams going at it in the Pac-12 or in the Big 12. Uh, You know, Clemson. You know, who does Clemson have in the ACC championship? Uh, They're playing North Carolina, and North Carolina's felt fraudulent all year. You know, what, did they steal one from Appalachian State at the beginning of the year? And, you know, Mac Brown, it's a good story, but, you know, paper – Tigers there in Chapel Hill. Clemson will run roughshod over them. Uh, I I like Tulane uh, hosting UCF in the AAC Championship. Uh, Fresno State at Boise State I think that uh, as long as the Boise State that uh, we've seen later in the season shows up uh, they had a, they had some kinks to work out earlier in the year uh, I, I think that it will be a fun game but you know what are you going to watch in that uh, four o'clock time slot four o'clock eastern time slot uh, you've got the SEC championship you've got the Uh, you got the, I was going to say Western athletic conference, the mountain West conference championship, and you've got the AAF championship all in the same time slot. Uh, And then you've got some lesser games, uh, Troy hosts Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, New Mexico State hosts Valpo Valparaiso in a regular season game, one that I'm assuming was rescheduled, but not necessarily because uh, New Mexico State, I believe, is playing as an independent. Uh, and then on Friday, you've got Akron and Buffalo. That's another regular season game that's just being made up. Uh, North Texas and Texas San Antonio. That is for the Conference USA Championship, uh, Pac-12 Championship in primetime on Fox on Friday. Uh, the game will be played at the Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas, Utah versus USC. Uh, both schools should be equally represented. I think that we'll see equal parts, uh, what does USC call their red? I think they call it Cardinal uh, versus that uh I, they probably don't even call it Scarlet uh, in Utah, but uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, variants of red in that stadium. And, h- hey, you know, if if Utah wins this game, and I think that it's the most likely of the top four teams that are playing, you know, uh, Georgia, Georgia could lose to LSU, like I said. Uh, I'm not gunning on it, but uh you know this would be oh you know they this would be a real notch in the bedpost for Brian Kelly to to bounce back from pretty much being eliminated from national title uh contention uh for them to go out there and take down Georgia which n- nobody's done in the last 2 years uh that would be a big feat the SEC championship still means a lot and with the regard held for that conference It's not surprising. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, Clemson and North Carolina and Purdue and Michigan uh, in Charlotte and Indianapolis, uh, respectively. Uh, I don't know which one I'd rather watch. I I think they're both going to be blowouts. Uh, I think that uh, I haven't looked at bowl projections, but, uh, you know, Clemson's plan to stay in the New Year's Six. Uh, Ohio State and Alabama are presumably in there, possibly in the college football playoff. I think if all four teams lost, that it would be, you know, I think that they would sneak Alabama in there, too. And then you would get their rematch uh, of two, three with Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, I don't know if you want to try to save that for the national championship game. Uh, you know, from the perspective of, you know, somebody that grew up in the state of Ohio, uh, not the Buckeye Hawk that I used to be, but, uh, you know, I I wouldn't mind seeing Ohio State Michigan again, but, uh, you know, if we're going to stay consistent with not wanting two teams from the same conference in, I can't just conveniently say, okay, well, you know, well, when it's this conference, you know, because basically, if you understand my shtick, you're going to know that I am going to go against the SEC under all circumstances, but uh, you know, I, I, I do check myself and I, I do keep it honest. You know, if I'm going to make if I'm going to register a complaint where the SEC is the variable, it, when we get to the same circumstances where it's the big den or the PAC 12, I'm going to apply that same logic. It's a rule. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a little thing I have called, you know, integrity. Integrity. anyway, Uh, So that's college football for the weekend. Uh, The MLB offseason for like the fourth consecutive year is at somewhat of a crawl. But uh, what the Mets are looking to do is interesting. Uh, They've met with uh, the Southpaw from the Giants, Carlos Rodon. Uh, They have reportedly met with Justin Verlander, but uh, their top priority is Jacob DeGrom. Uh, And this guy hasn't led them to a a lot of wins, you know, a lot of postseason success. But he's the guy you want out there. I'd rather have him out there than Kershaw. You know, I'm not sure who the guy you want out there is necessarily anymore. Is it Ranger Suarez? Is it uh, Aaron Nola? You know Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander meeting with the Mets, meeting with the Dodgers. I think that the uh, Astros are ready to move on from him, but uh, you know the Astros don't stop wheeling and dealing. Astros uh, signed three. You know signed Jose Abreu to a three-year deal. Like, you know, it, it kind of puts you in, It puts things in perspective with where Cleveland sits in the pecking order uh, when it comes to the hot stove. You know, the big story out of Cleveland was that they offered three years, but they couldn't do $60 million. So uh, uh, Abreu probably followed the money, but, you know, when you look at it, you know, maybe maybe if you're looking down the road, and I don't think that's what Jose Abreu is doing. He's got to think about 23, 24, and and then, you know, 25, usually that's a, a mutual team player option, so... Uh, you know, the player opts in if he doesn't think he's worth as much on the open market and the team opts out, uh, you know, in those cases, but the team will opt in if they think that they're getting him at a steal in that, uh, third year Astros are, are world champions again. you can't be as angry about this one, even though you didn't know everything going into 17. I think that I'm more retroactively angry about 2017, you know, more so than I am about, uh, 2022, you know, it just, uh, you know, it was just the way that it worked out. Uh, it's kind of crazy though. The Astros have been in the American league for like 10 years, nine years, and they have two titles. They have two, two, uh, well, they have more than that. They have a lot of American league pennants, but they have two world championships as American, as members of the American league, Cleveland has played in the American League since 1901. They have championships in 1920 and in 1948. You know, the, the Florida Marlins came into play in 1993, and they had two world titles in their first 10 years. Diamondbacks, uh, you know, won in their first five years. You know, you, you, you want to get technical about it. I guess the Indians won in their 20th year. And then, uh, you know, in their 48th year. But here we are, you know, one hundred and twenty, you know, one hundred and twenty-three seasons of Cleveland Indians baseball, and you know, th- th- this is where we're at. You know, th- this is where we're at. Two World Titles. Cubs have three because they won one recently. White Sox have three because they got one recently. You know, Mets still only have sixty-nine and eighty-six. A lot of a lot of organizations have two. But uh, you know, with varying time of being around, the uh, the Blue Jays came around in the '70s. They have two, but the Mariners came along at the same time. They have zero. Seattle Pilots in '69 became the Milwaukee Brewers in 1970. Squadouche in the World Series championship, uh, you know, conversation there. Royals, they got theirs in '85 and 2015, and that's that. That's that's two for that. So everybody kind of feels like they have two, you know, the, tw- the twins as recently as eighty-seven and ninety-one. That's not that recently anymore. And, and then there's the teams that never have, you know, Colorado's been, you know, was there in 07. they didn't get it done. Washington, uh, you know, they got out of the waiting room. You know, Mets have theirs, like I said, in eighty-six. So Braves finally got a second one in twenty twenty-one. Uh, Phillies, uh, you know, Phillies, uh, you know, they, they got, you know, they have two since 1983, you know, you go to the central, you know, Cubs 1908, 2016, and uh, one before that uh, Cardinals uh, win it all the time. Brewers have never won it. Uh, Pirates since 79, the the red since 1990, uh, you know, out West, you know, the Dodgers have their recent one in the bubble season with, big fat asterisk attached to it, but, uh, I would be fine if, uh, you know, if I bring it back to myself and if Cleveland had that, if Cleveland won the 60 game season, uh, world championship, they were better than everybody else with those same parameters. So again, I, I look at some of the Homer logic and, you know, some of the stick and if, I would apply the excuses to my own team. I'm not going to criticize the Dodgers or the Lakers, for that matter, uh, for their title. Uh, you know, Lightning validated theirs by winning the you know, by winning it again the next season. So, uh, you know, th- there's ways to look at shortened seasons, but they are what they are. I don't look at the Braves as doing anything less for you know for playing a 144 game season versus a 162 game season when they won in 1995. Uh, elsewhere at baseball, like I said, uh, Verlander a meeting with the Dodgers. Uh, Mets have all kinds of experimenting to do. Uh, Dodgers are going to make a run at Aaron Judge, but uh, from last from from this time last year. I believe that uh there's only one team bidding against the Yankees, and it's the Yankees themselves. I think that that is where he's going to land, but there seems to be a lot of sentiment uh you know that just says they think that he's looking for a change of scenery. I don't understand why he would uh He is set up very well. I mean, you know how are you going to replace the protection that Stanton provides you in the lineup, and really that entire Yankees lineup does. You know, when you have LeMayu healthy, you have Stanton healthy and, and, and hitting dingers, uh, why would you want to play anywhere else? You know, honestly, why, why would you want to play in the National League uh, where you've got to go out and play at Coors Field? Yeah, you know, it probably helps your, uh, you know, your home run numbers. And you're going to hit more home runs in L.A. and San Francisco uh, you know, then, than you would, uh, playing in the cold Northeast, but you know, he's able to hit home runs in April and in October. So, uh, I, I, again, I think that, uh, he is going back to the New York Yankees. I would not be surprised to see the Dodgers, uh, able to sign Verlander. I think it'd be strange to see him go to the Mets. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that it'd be weird to see him pitch in the national league at all. I mean, you know, he's spent his entire career with the Tigers and the Astros as an American League club. So I I just think that uh, I think that we're going to see him leave the Astros. Uh, I don't know where he ends up, but I'd I'd say that if the Dodgers really want to make a run at him, that they'll land him. And I'd be very surprised if the, if Aaron Judge ended up anywhere other than back in the Bronx, uh, particularly with the Dodgers. I think the NL West would be a big challenge for him. All right, let's throw it to a break. It's Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We'll be right back to say thank you and goodbye.
0: sports overnight america from phoenix with jeff rich all right everybody
2: welcome back it is again sports overnight america want to give a shout out to daniel on the other side of the glass in san francisco he comes on the show uh sometimes he just stays behind the scenes and uh you know whatever's going on i know i can count on daniel i appreciate what you do man uh Carlos Beltran leads the uh, first-timers on the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, other first-timers uh, in the group include J.J. Hardy, Andre Ethier, K. Rod, Francisco Rodriguez, Matt Kane, who had some good years. Uh, John Lackey, who also had some good years. Jason Worth, Mike Napoli. Not a, exactly a class that's going to blow you away, but Carlos Beltran again. I said he leads the class. Uh, this guy was Mister Clutch. You traded for him at the deadline just because of what he did in the playoffs. Uh, you know, OPS uh, well over a thousand. Uh, you know, eighth amongst uh, center fielders in the WAR statistic, which I have no idea how they calculate it, but it's given a lot of credence. And uh, you know, he, he comps with Joe DiMaggio. Uh, amongst amongst all-time center fielders. Uh, Not quite 500 home runs, not quite 3,000 hits, but he was in the 2,700 range with hits. Uh, You know, he had 435 career home runs. And I look at Carlos Beltran as the total package. Helped every team that he played for. And, you know, he he was on stepping stone teams. He was on the Kansas City Royals that fed into the Oakland Athletics that fed into uh, the big market teams in in Major League Baseball. Uh, He's going to have to wear that uh, 2017 Astros scandal as the Ringleader, but he's a great candidate. Uh, others to consider, uh, but no time for it now. This is going to do it for us here on Sports Overnight America. Now, stay tuned for more sports coming away next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.